Hey everybody, and welcome to the Vampire Diaries Diaries, your weekly podcast with recap and reflections on vampires, teenagers, and the other mystical creatures that just keep popping out the woodwork in Mystic Falls, Virginia. (laughs) Um, My name is Beth, and I'm joined by my esteemed co-host Claire, and we're bringing you season two, episode three, Bad Moon Rising. Wonder what that's about. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Spoiler alert. Werewolves. It's not bobcats as I had hoped. Damn it. Cats yeah. don't get the respect they deserve. It's true. I would be scared of a werecat. Although they did have were panthers on True Blood at one point, and they oh. were really stupid. They were just like these inbred hill people who kept fucking Jason Stackhouse. Well, that's the inbred people's fault, not cats. True. <laughs> anyway, uh, Bad Moon Rising is also the name of a song by Credence Clearwater Revival, which will now be in my head. Oh, yeah. Forever. Uh, Credence Clearwater Revival. Uh, my brother-in-law is in a Credence Tribute Band, so I've heard that song many times from the time that I lived in the house where they also practiced. Mm-hmm. But I prefer to think of this episode when I think of them because, sorry, not sorry, Jeff, I don't really care for CCR. This is possibly a big rift between myself and my nephew who loves CCR because his, his dad is in the Credence band. Of course, yeah. He's always saying he wants to listen to Credence band. Not actually Credence, but his dad's cover band. Oh my god, that's so sweet. Yes. I love it. But anyway, uh, if you enjoy that song but think, if only this weren't so hillbilly, uh, Juliana Hatfield does a very good cover of it. But anyway. Uh, pro tip, I'll have to check it out. <laughs> So, werewolves, yes. I noticed in the, like, previously on section in this episode that they showed a moment from season one, which was, like, the first time that I thought Tyler was a werewolf, and it's when he and Jeremy are, like, fist fighting in the parking lot or whatever, (laughs) and then it's like, what's wrong with you? And he's standing there, like, at a hero angle where, like, you can clearly see the full moon above his shoulder. Oh, shit. He's like, I don't know. Whoa. I was like, man, they really telegraphed that. I mean, it's easy to miss because it's just like a moment, but I definitely remember that. See, I missed it in that episode. And I feel like I'm normally really good at picking up on like subtle cues in television. Like mm-hmm. whenever I'm watching TV with Mike, I'm like, oh, this is going to happen. And then it does. <laughs> Whoa. Um, but does with this really show. Mad when you do that? Yeah. It's, that's like really <laughs> annoying, right? <laughs> I spoiled the end of the season for my sister of Bojack Horseman I thought she finished it I was oh, like no. how about this and I like just I've only watched the first two episodes I won't I won't, t- I won't tell you but I just mansplained her the last episode or the last scene in the last episode and I feel so guilty I like that you explain everything as mansplaining like even when it's like nothing to do with mansplaining <laughs> well I just feel like spoiling someone's favorite show for them is mm-hmm. just really close to mansplaining so all right fair enough yeah anywho what were we talking about werewolves werewolves ah yes the lockwoods are werewolves or at least mason lockwood is that's true but yeah that's like, jumping ahead a little bit it is so where do we start um with alaric yes my boyfriend's back and you're gonna be in trouble. Hey, yeah, hey, yeah. Oh, no, can we edit the part out? <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, yeah, Alaric has not been in this season yet, but in the first scene, he, like, strolls into the Salvatore house, and they're like, hey, Alaric, can you help us figure out what's going on with the Lockwoods? Yeah, this whole scene was, like, really odd, I felt yeah. like, in terms of the storyline. Yeah, it was like... 
the end of last episode, it was, like, all about Caroline being a vampire, and, like, they're having this big powwow at the Salvatores. Caroline's not even there, and they're, like, fixated on the Lockwoods now. Like, the Lockwoods aren't doing anything to you. Like, this was just Damon's, like, pet hobby. He was trying to figure out their secret. Like, maybe just leave it alone. Wait, but wasn't he assigned this by Sheriff Forbes and it's very important business? Has he ever cared about any of Sheriff Forbes' assignments before? (laughs) Unless they served his own agenda? No, that's true. Yeah, so Alaric strolls into the manor and Stefan, Damon, and Elena are like, Hello, Alaric. Thank you for joining us. Listen... We know that Isabel was doing a lot of research at Duke, and we were hoping that you could help us with obtaining her research so we could review what's going on with the Lockwood family. And he's like, oh, I don't know. Like, she knew about vampires, but I don't know what the deal is with this. And, like, this whole scene is intercut with Mason, like, going for a jog in the woods, and Tyler, like, very obviously, like, tailing him. <laughs> Yeah, like, it was super awkward. Tyler was, like, peeking out from behind, like, narrow trees. And, like, I felt I felt like he had, like, dog-like characteristics in these scenes. His ears were literally perking up when Mason was running by. Yeah, because we remember last week, Tyler became suspicious of Mason after he did his Spider-Man moves. <laughs> oh, yeah, when he did his, like, backflip over poor contour. Oh, R.I.P. girl. Uh, so yeah, he's following him into the woods and Mason seems to go down these steps into some kind of ruin because as we know, Mystic Falls forests are full of ruins of old estates. <laughs> like what the hell happened in Mystic Falls that like all of their buildings tumbled down or were burned down? We don't know. Tragedy. Yeah. So I think basically that culminates in Tyler going down into where he saw Mason go down. Because Mason only went for, like, a second and then jogged away, but Tyler goes down there and he sees, like, it's this really creepy dungeon full of, like, manacles. And yeah, it does not look like a fun place to, you know, spend a night. And there's, like, a, like scratch marks in the cement, kind of. Yeah, in the walls. Yeah. So he is suspicious of why his uncle wants to hang out in a creepy forest dungeon. Fair but, enough. Yeah, I mean... Whatever floats your boat, but that's a little weird. Totally. So I think that they're still chatting, and this is one of my favorite parts of the episode, is how Alaric is like, well, all of Isabel's stuff is still at Duke in her office. And I'm just like, excuse me, how long has she been missing? Like, they just leave her office unperturbed <laughs> for yeah, like, Don't they ever? need to hire a new professor of vampires or whatever it was she did there. I know. What did they call it? Like folklore and bullshit or oh, something? Yeah. She was in the anthropology department Yeah, on folklore. Oh my gosh. So apparently if you go missing and you work at a university, your office will be there whenever you decide to return. Totally. So I think in this powwow they float the idea of werewolves. I don't really remember where they get the idea. Yeah, I think that Alaric might Oh, yeah. He says that she also researched lycanthropes. Oh, yeah. Which is the fancy, like, scientific name for vampires. Oh. Werewolves. Vampires. No. (laughs) You're pulling a bat. I'm high. (laughs) I'm not actually high. I'm not even on the good painkillers anymore. Yes. Lycanthrope is werewolf, not vampire. (laughs) I am a dummy. 
And they keep on making references to Lon Chaney, and we were both kind of confused by that. Like, it sounds familiar to me, but I can't place the reference. No. But they also mentioned Bella Lugosi, so maybe there was some kind of vampire werewolf battle with Lon Chaney and Bella Lugosi. I could have looked it up, but... All of this Bing is over my cultural knowledge. Until Bing sponsors us, I'm not going to look these things up. At work? Um, sorry, I'm just, like, all over the place today, <laughs> but this is somehow relevant. I got some sort of browser virus, and I was, like, Ooh. in my, like, department chat room, I was like, did anyone notice how Google has just started surfacing way more ads before all of the results? And someone was like, yeah, so that I was like, okay, it's not just me. And someone made a joke about using Bing, and then I made a remark about how everybody uses Bing in the Vampire Diaries <laughs> diaries, and it was met with crickets. Oh, you could have mentioned Gossip Girl. They might have known that one. That's true. Since Jenny Humphrey binged cancer. <laughs> but oh, yes, boy. That reference we will not know until Bing uh, gives us the big bucks. So they decide that everybody needs to, like, take a big trip to Duke. But unfortunately, Stefan can't go along because he needs to babysit baby vampire Caroline, mm-hmm. who... <laughs> is currently at home by herself, like in bed with these like thin gauzy curtains over her windows. Like you probably should have first thing bought some heavy duty blackout curtains, right? Because she doesn't have a gaudy ass ring, so she is still getting burned by sunlight. And so she's in bed, like she walks to a sunbeam and puts her hand out just to test it because Matt is pounding at her door, like Caroline, Caroline, where are you, girl? And she's really sad. She, like, sits there morosely, like, unable to go to her love. And she still has the very heavy eyeliner on, so we know Mm -hmm. that she's still a vampire. Yeah. So Elena's really annoyed that she has to go to Duke with Damon because she hates him on account of the Jeremy murder thing. But Alaric's going to be there, too. And she says that he can be a good buffer because they can unite in their hatred of Damon. But last I saw, Damon and Alaric were on pretty good terms. Like, they, they were. were they were thrown. Yeah, they were throwing back bourbons at the Mystic Grill as teachers do. Yeah. And yeah, like there's some tension there, but there's also some like bromance. Yeah. So I I don't think that you have a good gaydar, Elena, because they clearly are thirsting for each other. True. Uh, but speaking of unfulfilled thirst, uh, when Alaric comes over to like pick up Elena. <laughs> Aunt Jenna opens the door and they have a conversation for the first time since like midway through season one. Like yeah. their little thing fizzled out really quick after the whole uh, your ex-wife, well your dead wife's daughter is my niece <laughs> revelation. I hate when that happens. But they're kind of having an awkward conversation like I'm sorry that it's been so off and on maybe in the future. And Aunt Jenna's like hell no Alara if you're not going to pull that maybe someday bullshit on me I am you know, a single woman, I'm not going to wait for you, whatever. Well, she doesn't say that, but it's kind of implied. Yeah, I was really proud of Aunt Jenna in this moment because Mm -hmm. a lot of women in the show don't take agency to be like, listen, you man, you're not going to explain this relationship to me and it's not going to be on your terms. So I was happy to see that. Aunt Jenna was wearing giant black hoop earrings. They were huge. I didn't like them, but I did like how she acted in this scene. They didn't really go with her blouse, which was like... It looked like it was kind of a floaty blouse, but then it, like, was very tight in the bust, and it looked like she had this, like, really boob-squishing bra on, and it just seemed really uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, it looked okay, but I was just feeling sympathy for her boobs. I know. It didn't... It was a weird outfit. 
the pattern on the blouse was cute. Yeah. And if you got it, flaunt it. But I feel like she doesn't have as much as it was displaying, though. Exactly. And we also noticed that Alaric's hair is looking really bad in this episode. Like, it's really floofy. It's kind of like a less gelled version of Stefan's hair. It's like he blow dried it and then didn't put anything in it. So it was like kind of frizzy and separated and very fluffy. Yeah. They both clearly like are very sad to be apart because they can't get their looks together. (laughs) So true. And uh, I came up with a couple name for them during this scene. Jalaric. (laughs) Oh, oh, yes. I'm writing it down. (laughs) Is it J-E or yes. J-A? J-E. Jalaric. She needs representation in here. Very true. Um, so while this is all going down downstairs, Stefan and Elena are upstairs and they're like having a conversation. Um, and it's clear that Stefan is a little strained that Elena is going with Damon and Alaric mm-hmm. on this road trip. And he's like, you know, maybe we could wait a couple days until Caroline is more stable. And then... Elena immediately jumps to, wait, it's okay if I go, right? Like, nothing's going to happen, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, girl, you can do what you want. You don't need Stefan's blessing. And also, it's like, you hate Damon right now, so there's, like, no chance that anything is going to happen. Exactly. Like, why is this a consideration? Uh, Who knows? But eventually, Stefan is like, yes, yes, you should go. So Elena decides that she will. Yeah, and they go out to the car, and Damon's trying to act like, you know, they're friends, and Elena's just like, fuck you. She, like, puts her bag into the car in the weirdest way. Did you notice this? Like, I didn't. The window is, like, half rolled down, and she takes, like, I guess her purse or, like, a satchel, <laughs> and she just, like, while staring at Damon the whole time, like, takes it in both hands and thrusts it forward through the car <laughs> through the window. window? Yeah. How bizarre. And then she aggressively makes out with Stefan in front of Damon to make him jealous, which I thought was kind of gross. Oh, I must have been taking notes during this. I I missed that. I'm sad. This was also the part where we were both disgusted by Damon. Like, we both said, ew, at the exact same time. Oh, what did he say? He said, don't worry, Stefan. I'll take good care of her. Like, fuck that. Literally vomiting right now. Yeah, for real. So everybody was acting kind of gross in this scene. Like, they all need to take a break. Really quick before we move on, I remember that um, during the Jalaric scene, Elena came downstairs and Jenna was like, you know men in their baggage. And I was like, yes, Aunt Jenna, you go girl. Oh, yeah. And like, also, you only know like one twenty-fifth of it with Alaric. Right? I know. <laughs> and Elena. Uh, and stay yeah. golden, Aunt Jenna. I also think it's kind of weird that we have still never seen Aunt Jenna and Elena talk about that time that... Aunt Jenna walked in on Catherine and Damon making out and assumed it was Elena. Oh, you're right. Do you think it's like one of those things that like a parent figure just can't bring themselves to talk about with their child? I don't know. Like if anything, Aunt Jenna should have been like, hey, don't cockblock me. Like we were flirting at family dinner that one time. They were flirting. You already have a boyfriend. Very true. So then I think we go back to the Lockwoods and uh, new mayor, (laughs) Carol Lockwood. (laughs) Oh my god. She's very busy doing mayor tasks at her desk. Mm-hmm. And Tyler just fucking barges in 
I mean, I guess it's not really barging in because it it's his, his mom and it's his house, but I just really hate him. So everything he does annoys me. Um, so he walks in and he's like, hey, mom, I was hanging out at that old Lockwood property and I noticed that there's this like below ground dungeon. Nope, I fucked it up. He doesn't call it the old Lockwood mansion. He's what like, is those ruins? The old family ruins. Oh, okay. Like, what's the deal? Yes, and then she, she explains. The old Lockwood estate. Yes. So apparently, this mansion is not the like old 1864 family estate, much like the Salvatores. Of, uh, I actually don't know what the, happened to the Salvatores, but they mentioned that the old Lockwood estate burned down, even though it was made of bricks. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, Who knows? I like having. I'm struggling keeping all of the different family properties straight. But yes, the point of the story here is that Tyler was like, you know, there was this really creepy room that was below ground, (laughs) and fucking Carol Lockwood (laughs) is like, Tyler, this is the South. No one likes to talk about the old slave days. Just like what the fuck? But also, I think this is actually the first time that anybody has addressed the fact that this is the South and families from 1864 would have kept slaves. So at least it's out in the open. Like slaves were a thing. It wasn't just like, or not Bonnie, uh, Emily being Catherine's handmaid or whatever. Oh yeah. Like they had slaves. Yes. It was a thing. We all know it. And apparently the Lockwoods had a creepy torture dungeon for their slaves. So since 1864, they've been real prizes. (sighs) I just thought the way that she like said it in the tone of her voice, I was just like, She's oh, like Tyler, we don't like to talk about that. <laughs> uh, so he mentions that um, he wants to have some friends over to the swimming hole, which I guess is over there. And she's like, oh, well, make sure that you're all careful because that's our property and we're liable for anything that happens. And yeah. like, not also because like... I don't want you and your friends to hurt yourselves. Like, I don't want to get sued by your friends. <laughs> well, she's the mayor now. She has bigger things to worry about. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I think Mason might be, like, there for part of this conversation. Yeah, I think he's, like, creeping outside the door. Yeah, there is a lot of mutual creeping between uh, Mason and Tyler in this episode. Yeah. Uh, but then I think we go to the Mystic Grill, where Stefan is sitting with Bonnie and asking her if she can make a gaudy-ass ring for Caroline. Oh, right. And God help me, I remember now why I hated Bonnie for so long. She's being such an asshole about she Caroline is. in this episode. She is. And I'm, like, trying to see it from her point of view, because, yeah, Caroline did murder a guy last week. <laughs> he just murdered a guy, or she. But it was by accident, and, like... She has accepted the fact that, like, there can be vampires who are okay. Like, she's on okay terms with Stefan. Uh-huh. So, like, she doesn't seem to want to help or have anything to do with Caroline now, which is really shitty. Like, Caroline is her best friend, allegedly. And she's just like, well, she's murdering people. I don't know if I want to make her a day ring, even if I could. And yeah, like, she's Caroline. like, I don't want to make it easier for her to kill again. Like... Maybe help her, like, help Stefan help her learn to be a good vampire if you want to help. I know. Otherwise, just, like, well, I think Stefan even makes this point, like, we might as well just take her now if we're not going to do our best to help her adjust. Yeah, this was one of the best Stefan moments, I think. And we really saw a new, better side to Stefan in this episode uh, in his interactions with Caroline. It was 
very interesting. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to that, I guess. I thought that maybe later. he learned from his mistakes with Vicky. Yeah. Also, Vicky was a whole other bag of marbles. Like, <laughs> That's true. She had more things going on. But I think eventually we leave it a little bit unresolved. That Bonnie's just being really judgmental. And I just like feel so bad for Caroline. I know. Me too. And yeah. You know what I thought about in this episode too is like everybody's worried about Caroline murdering people and like Bonnie is hating on her. And I'm like, why isn't Caroline furious at Elena and Bonnie? For not telling her about the vampires. Because they both knew all this shit. And like... Oh. She got turned into a vampire and had no idea vampires were even a thing. Like, it could have been easier for her if, like, she had been in the loop. And, like, all the things that happened to her that she then remembered that her friends have been lying to her about and covering up. Like, I can't remember if this ever comes up again later. But if I was her, I would be like, fuck you guys, I am out. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I didn't think of that. But I feel like that's a huge plot hole in the kind of story arc for Caroline yeah that's a super bummer but also it makes a little bit of sense like Caroline has such low self-esteem that maybe like it goes into like her whole thing with Matt yeah but she once it started happening like somebody should have sat down and had a real ass conversation with her yeah or at least like gave her vervain a lot earlier (laughs) oh my god I know anyway I'm still mad about them not vervaining her like immediately after the Damon thing but then we go back to our Duke crew. They're on their way in the car, and Elena's sitting in the back seat, and Damon's like making sassy comments. And she asks him, or she mentions, or no, he's sorry. Uh, he <laughs> says, "Oh, you can't pretend to hate me forever." And Alaric's like, "I don't think she's pretending." Mm-hmm. Uh, you did kill her brother, and he's like, "Oh, well, he came back to life. It's NBD." And also, he was wearing a ring, and he lies and says that he saw the ring before he snapped his neck. Which then, like, what would have been the point of snapping his neck? Yeah. If he knew he was wearing a ring, like, just for fun? I know. It's very suspect. And Elena's all like, well, you didn't even know that he was wearing the ring. And then Damon was like, how could I miss that big tacky thing? And I really enjoyed that you made the comment. I think the word you're looking for is gaudy. (laughs) And then I also noticed Alaric then kind of, like, looked at his own ring like, was it really that bad? (laughs) I know. Because he and uh, Jeremy have both the two uh, Gilbert life-saving rings, so they're brothers in gaudiness. Uh, brothers in gaudiness is a great band name. <laughs> if we ever start a band, could that be our band name? Yes. It would be like a Baroque glam band. Ooh, I love it. Like harpsichords, but like David Bowie style. I like it because I feel like Baroque music is pretty gaudy. <laughs> Indeed. Anyway, so then we leave uh, that crew in the car on their way to the college, and we pop over to Caroline. So it seems that Damon has convinced Bonnie to... Oh my god, fuck. (laughs) It seems that Stefan has convinced Bonnie to create a ring for Caroline. So they're in Caroline's bedroom... And Bonnie is all like, listen, here's the deal. If I'm going to make you a gaudy ass ring, you have to listen to all the rules. Um, And she says that if Caroline kills anyone, she will take... Or hurts anyone, I think Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah, if she hurts anyone, um, Bonnie has the capacity to take the powers of the ring away because she's the one who's bewitching it. 
Yeah. And she's being an asshole about it. Like, again, you could at least, like, say, hey, Caroline, I know that, you know, you didn't mean to kill that guy, and I want to help you, but I, like, if you're still hurting people... Like, it's an understandable sentiment. Like, if she then goes on a murder spree, like, yeah, take away her ring. Yeah. But she's just saying it, like, Caroline's a stranger, and she's like, until I can see that the Caroline I knew is is still there, then I can't trust you. Yeah. Oh, I'm my like, God. You haven't, like, interacted with her at all. How do you know that she's any different? Like, Because she's, she's wearing much so much eyeliner, Claire. But anyway, she, like, puts the ring on the bed and then stares at it for a minute and is like, done. And I'm like, okay. In her conversation with Stefan and the Mystic Girl, she's like, I've never done this. Well, I don't know if I can do it. Like, Emily did it, but I don't know if I have enough power for it. Yeah, she was lying. Yeah, I guess, because it's, like, as Caroline points out, like, no flickering lights, like, no flaming wind. candles or wind. <laughs> it, she literally just stares at it, like, with a menacing look on her face for two seconds, and then it's like, done. It actually really reminded me of when she, like, took the powers away from Jonathan Gilbert's device. Yeah. When she didn't actually do it. I thought that that's what she was doing with the ring. Yeah, but she makes Caroline put it on and then throws open the curtains. And Caroline understands was like, what the fuck? What if it hadn't worked? Like, you have no way to know. You've never done this before. <laughs> right? She would have, like, been on fire. But it does work, so Caroline can now go out in the day again. And Bonnie pieces out immediately, but <laughs> Caroline, like, gets this hilarious look on her face. Like, she's so excited. She's like, ah, this ring. Like, she thinks it's ugly, but she's really excited. And I thought that was really cute. <laughs> yeah. I liked that she made the comment. Oh, I don't get to pick the ring that I have to wear for the rest of my life. And I, I'm like, why can't she? Does it have to be like a special ugly ring? I, yeah. Does that's... it have to be from Stefan's Etsy shop? <laughs> Stefan's just trying to drum up business. He's doing what he can. <laughs> it's a friends and family discount. <laughs> it should be able to be any ring. Yeah. So that was weird. Plot hole number two. <laughs> All right. So now Caroline can go out and do shit Uh, but then we go back to Elena Uh, they're all at Duke now and they meet Isabel's graduate assistant Vanessa hey Vanessa who is dressed like she's about to go on a safari yeah that's how you know somebody is studying anthropology (laughs) and uh, Vanessa is played by an actress who's been on a lot of tv shows before Uh, she was on How I Met Your Mother, Parenthood, mm-hmm. uh, but most notably for this is a vampire connection. She was on uh, True Blood for a few episodes as uh, Andy Belfler's niece, I think, who Bill uh, ends up having like a sexual arrangement with. Like they just like fuck occasionally, and then eventually find out that she's his descendant, and it's really gross. Oh, so that's what I thought of. So she's. You know, back with the vampires again. Actually, I don't know which one was first. I can't remember when True Blood started. But just thought I should probably share that. No, it's good. Maybe she wants to be in vampire shows. Maybe. Are there any... I don't think there are any vampire shows anymore out there. I know. I was thinking about that because for a while, everything was vampires. Well, the originals is still on, but only for one season. Oh. I don't know what that is. Don't talk to me about it. (laughs) We'll find out about it later. <laughs> it involves vampires. Spoiler alert that the Vampire Diaries spinoff is about vampires. Damn it. <laughs> um, yeah, so she is there to show them around. And Laura's like, oh, hey, I brought my friends. This is Elena and Damon. 
and I hope that's okay. And she's like, oh yeah, it's totally fine. Like, here's her office. Like, isn't it cool? And there's like animal skulls like all over her desk. And I'm like, is that an anthropology thing? I guess. But uh, she like leaves them for a minute and they start looking around. But then she comes back <laughs> with a crossbow <laughs> and tries to shoot Elena with it. Out of nowhere. Uh, Like, I was like, is that a vervain dart? Or, like, what is happening? It was just out of fucking nowhere. It was so weird. Yeah. But, of course, Damon zooms in and takes the crossbow arrow in the back. Uh Uh-huh. He defends Elena. It could have killed him if it had hit him in the heart. So, you know, that's notable. Okay. Yeah, I guess. And Damon, or uh, Alaric kind of pins her to the wall and everybody's like, what the fuck? And she's like, it's not possible. Catherine is dead and Damon lived in 1864. How are they here? So So I had to kill them, obviously. (laughs) Yeah, this makes no sense to me because I feel like scholars of anthropology would not just, like, kill the subjects that could give them answers, (laughs) right? That's not the first thing you would do. Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, if she had heard things about Catherine from Isabel, it would have made more sense. That oh. she would want to kill her, but she mentions that she thought Catherine was dead, so it really doesn't make any sense. Yeah. That like, was a rash okay. decision, Vanessa. Get your shit together. Yeah, for real. So, people aren't really very happy about that. Uh, Damon is like, I'm going to kill her. But Elaine is like, no, I'll never speak to you again. He's like, why do you think I care? And it's like, because you're in love with her. Everybody knows it. Like, stop playing coy. It's super... Super. Oh my god. It's super obvious. Okay, and we edit that out too. <laughs> and he literally just took an arrow in the back for her. And he's like, just because I took an arrow in the back for you doesn't mean that I care. Ugh, god. I know. Shut the fuck up, Damon. You should be like kissing her feet for like even looking at you right now. Is this when I made the fart noise? I think that was later. Okay. <laughs> just because I was annoyed. <laughs> So while all this weird shit is going down at Duke, um, Stefan and Caroline are back in Mystic Falls, and Stefan is taking Caroline for what seems to be her first hunt. (laughs) So they're walking around the forest, and Stefan is pretty much like, all right, Caroline, here's what you have to do. You see a rabbit, you chase it down, you catch it, and then you feed on it. Like, so nonchalantly. And Caroline just, like, kind of isn't having it, which I love. She's like, yeah. listen, Stefan, I'm dealing with a lot of shit. And now you're asking me to chase down a bunny and eat it? It's a little hard for me at this point. <laughs> yeah, she, like, has this whole speech, like, Matt is at this party at the, the swimming hole, and I really want to be there, and you want me to eat bunnies? Yes. And <laughs> Stefan just starts laughing at her. And he's like, oh, well, you know, when you become a vampire, like, everything about you before, like, becomes amplified. And then he goes on this, like, list of of his unfortunate traits that got amplified by becoming a vampire. He's like, I really care about people. And if they get hurt because of me, I feel really guilty about it. And I feel other people's pain. Yeah. And when I became a vampire, it was even more. Like, I'm super empathetic now. Like... I'm boyfriend material. It was such a long, humble brag. Yeah. And then Caroline says, oh, great. So I'm an insecure, neurotic, control freak on crack. 
<laughs> so good. Caroline was great in this scene. She was. In this whole episode, I thought she was fantastic. Yeah, like, she's trying, but it's also, like, what is happening is really fucked up and a lot to deal with, and she's making that clear, which is good. Like, yes. when it happened to Vicky, Vicky was just like, I like drugs. I am a vampire now. Where's Jeremy? Yeah. She wasn't in touch with reality. Yeah. R.I.P. girl. So... Stefan tells her that um, they'll do their hunting lesson, whatever, and then they can go back. They can go to the swimming hole later because Matt is her greatest connection to her humanity, so it'll be good for her to be around him. <sighs> Poor girl. Yeah, it's like that's your closest connection to humanity is Matt Donovan. <laughs> Fuck. Not your mom? <laughs> or like your good friends. Well, I guess Bonnie can't be. She's being a dick. Yeah, and Elena's just on a road trip. So I guess that, like, with the people left, she can't really appeal to her mom at this point because Sheriff Forbes is a fucking vampire hunter. And she would probably tell Damon to kill her. <laughs> listen, to, listen, Damon, I'm really busy. Uh, if you could just take on killing my daughter, that would be great. Would be Thank you. Purely hero of Mystic Falls. <laughs> and I think then we look, we uh, visit the swimming hole party, which. It's like, okay, so it has to be summer now, right? But then there's a fire at the Mystic Grill later. There's a giant roaring fireplace in the background and everyone's wearing jackets. (laughs) I don't know. I don't get it. Like, everybody's in their bathing suits and I'm like, I still think maybe it's spring. Like, maybe late spring. Because I feel like most of, like, the beginning, like, the beginning of last season was the beginning of the school year. Uh Uh-huh. And then, like, at least several months passed in that season so I think that, like, we passed, like, Christmas at some point. I don't know. Nothing makes sense. Why is there no Christmas episode in this show? I don't know. Vampire Christmas? <laughs> I don't That's think another ever, good one. I don't think there ever is a Christmas episode. Vampire shows don't really do Christmas episodes. Like, Buffy had one, and I did not like it. But I love every Christmas episode <laughs> of every show. <laughs> It's, like, funny. Some shows do them, like, every year, and some never do them. Yeah. It's interesting. It really is. My favorite Christmas episode of any show is season one of Community. Ooh. I like all of their Christmas episodes. Yeah. I think I like the Claymation one the best. Isn't that the first season? That's second season. Oh, okay. Second season. First season is the one where Shirley is trying to, like, convert everybody to Christianity. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, not that one. The Claymation one, definitely, (laughs) where they're all in Abed's mind. Yes. So good. I always, like, tear up when he sings the song to Britta. Oh. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I need to rewatch that show. It's been a while. Me too. So, yeah, everybody's partying. They're, like, they have a rope swing that they can use to jump into the water, which is probably filthy. They have a keg in the back of a truck that has no ice. Oh, God. I know. Maybe it is cold outside. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but uh, suddenly <laughs> Uncle Mason drives up in his truck. And that's like, what's your uncle doing here? <laughs> Which is like, good question. <laughs> like, I know he's like the surfer bro, but he's still like an adult. And so Tyler goes up and he's like, are you here to shut us down or join us, dude? Oh my God. And Mason's just like, oh, I just really need you to pinky promise that you'll all be out of here by sundown. No reason. Not important. But could you? And he pulls out that thing about we're liable for anything that happens on this property. And if you stay here after dark, somebody's going to drown. Yeah, he's like, somebody will end up dead at the bottom of the lake. 
So I'm sure there's no ulterior motive here for him to want the kids out of the forest by the ruins uh, by sundown. Definitely not. So Tyler eventually is like, yeah, yeah, uh, we'll be out of here, man. It's all right. And then he goes back to the party. Yeah. And uh, there's a young lady named Amy Bradley who we have not seen before, but who you figured out who she was. Yeah, because I was like, who is that? And Claire was like, I don't know. It's like, I feel like we've seen her before. Um, but it's real Eleanor from The Good Place. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's super young. I just yeah. knew, I, I just rewatched that because they recently added it to Netflix. So she was fresh in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but young, real Eleanor, aka Amy Bradley, was pretty much flirting with Matt at this party. Yeah. She was totally flirting with him. Yeah. And uh, then Caroline rolls up with Stefan and she goes up and is like, hey, Amy Bradley. Why don't you go stalk somebody who's single? And she compels her as she's oh, saying this. Yeah. And that's like, what the fuck, Caroline? How dare you be so rude to this young lady who was just having a conversation with me? I don't get you. I thought you were past all this jealous, insecure bullshit. I can't take the drama. Especially after you've been ditching my calls all day. Meanwhile, the latest it could possibly be right now is 2 p.m. Yeah. Like... Oh, I tried to call you and I banged on your door once and you didn't answer. So it's okay for like me to just stand here while a girl hits on me and not like understand why you might not be happy. About yeah, that. he fucking flies off the handle. Oh my god, this was very frustrating. Fucking Matt, man. He is just like cash from Friday Night Lights. <laughs> uh, luckily, before we can like explode with rage, we go back to Duke though, and Vanessa now is helping them. Uh, Elena is like, hey, listen, I my name really is Elena. I'm Isabel's daughter. We're descended from Catherine. And she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Does Vervain really work? Yeah. Yeah. That was awkward, too. This whole kind of thing was, like, very weird for me. I thought, I still liked it, but I thought that the, the Duke scenes were bizarre. Everybody got over her trying to murder Elena really quickly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Including Elena, who, like, really didn't want Damon to kill her. Which, you know, not kill her, but maybe, like, some kind of punishment for trying to shoot you through the heart with a crossbow. (laughs) The fact that it was a crossbow somehow makes it worse. Like, why did she even have a crossbow? Where did she get it? Um, it's a folklore office of anthropology. Of course they have a crossbow (laughs) laying around. Oh my god. Uh, so yeah. They're, like, digging through a box... Elena quietly gives her some vervain and she asks if it works and Damon of course overhears and he's like no it doesn't work and she's like oh can you hear us yes I can can you read minds oh if you wanted to see me naked you could just ask oh my god Damon Uh, is being so gross in this episode shut up I know this is again where I started vomiting and I feel like he's trying really hard to be like old Damon like at the stage when Elena started being friends with him maybe like wisecracking, quippy, but he's like camping it up too much and like trying too hard. Like, yeah, that's he's... the only explanation I can think of for why he's acting so obnoxious. I know. I feel like he's trying to get on Elena's good side, but this is not the way. And I mean, to be fair, she did start liking him when he was acting sort of like that, and that's he was good... always inappropriately hitting on her. Yeah, and she apparently found it charming. Uh-uh. So they're looking through a box of stuff about Catherine, and 
she shows like this book or Vanessa shows a book of like ancient Aztec legends <laughs> about the curse of the sun and the moon. Oh, which yes. we're gonna hear about a lot. Later. Spoiler alert, uh, I think the previously on is going to change pretty soon to incorporate the curse of the sun and the moon. Oh no, wait, will we still have, I've been here for centuries, or whatever (laughs) Stefan says at the beginning. I think we're going to have I have to know her at least through the season, but it does go away eventually. No! Alright, well we can't have everything. Yeah, it's true. So apparently the curse of the sun and the moon was like this Aztec thing where... There were vampires and werewolves running amok and killing everybody, but then some Aztec deity or something (laughs) cursed them so vampires couldn't go out during the day, and once a month, werewolves turned into murder machines, and like, how is that a hindrance to them? I know, the werewolf thing? Yeah. Yeah, I thought, I was like, that is extremely unfair. Like, the werewolves got the way better deal from this Aztec deity. Yeah, but uh, Vanessa basically says that Vampires and werewolves were mortal enemies, and uh, werewolves really liked to hunt vampires. And Damon's like, well, how the fuck is that possible? I've been a vampire for, like, 150 years. Wouldn't you think I would have run across one by now? Yeah, and she's pretty much like, well, they're dying out very rapidly. Because the vampires tracked them all down and killed them out of self-preservation. Yeah. What concerned me here was how vague her story was. She was like, there was something with the Aztecs. Like, it, <laughs> I don't know. I felt like this was kind of important and they just kind of like glossed over it. They're like, 600 yeah. years ago, some Aztec did one thing. But I, I feel like if you replace like Aztecs in this story with like Judy, it would be really <laughs> ludicrous. <laughs> but because you said it was Aztec, like it seems mystical. Yeah, it was like, like Judy wasn't having it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so true. I know. But that's the deal. Like we obviously at this point know that werewolves are a thing, and that that's the Lockwood's deal. Uh, her last little bit of fun information is that legend says that a werewolf bite can kill a vampire. Yeah, what came to mind to me in this. Um, in this part was like I wonder if there are werewolves that are around like masquerading as vampires Mm. like would the bite only be fatal when the werewolf was turned or like what if a werewolf person just straight up bit a vampire when they were not turned what would happen I have no idea you should ask Vanessa I should (laughs) what if she like pulled out her crossbow it's it's not a risk I'm willing to take (laughs) I know about the Aztecs so, yeah, there's a lot of uh, good stuff going on here. Lots of information, uh, which Elena immediately calls Stefan about, but I think that we see that a little bit later. Yeah, I think at this point we um, hop back to the party again. Is that right? Yeah, I think there's like a brief moment of Mason like going down into the slave torture dungeon <laughs> and starting to like put chains on himself. Oh my and, god, like, yeah. Making himself an energy drink of some kind <laughs> in his water bottle. What was that? I don't think we're going to learn until later. Yeah, he pours some sort of vial into his Nalgene bottle. (laughs) And he's putting chains on himself. It's no big deal. Um, But then we go back to the party where Matt's being mad. It did look like uh, Mason was getting ready for some sort of like dungeon sex party in this scene. It was like very dark. It was like Fifty Shades of Mason. Oh, and he had his shirt off, I think, right? Oh, yeah, he was definitely shirtless. Uh And my thought in here is, was, uh, is Mason that nurse's husband who likes to get kinky? Ooh, I hope so. (laughs) That would be a plot twist. (laughs) 
it would. We would have never saw it coming. Um, so yeah, like while Uncle Mason is chanting himself up, we hop back up to the party and Matt is like still going off to Caroline. He's like, listen, I told you how I felt about you once. So I thought that we put all of this jealous girlfriend, insecure bullshit behind us. He didn't say bullshit, but he he might as well have. Yeah. And he tells her that he's not going to put up with her drama anymore. And instead of being like, hey, like, I don't enjoy other girls hitting on you. That's annoying. And also you need to shut up. Caroline's just like, I'm sorry. I'm so, so sorry. I'm so sorry. Like a million times. And then they saunter off into the woods together. Not safe. I was like frustrated for a second that Caroline was so apologetic at this point. But I think that because of all of the things that she's dealing with, not that she would have stood up to Matt previously, but I feel like at this point, especially she needs Matt's support because of all the bullshit that she's dealing with. So she's more likely to be apologetic when he's just being unreasonable hey if i saw some girl like obviously flirting with mike i wouldn't i probably wouldn't create a scene in front of everyone but you bet your ass i would say something about it eventually yeah but you're also like a grown adult she's a teenager (laughs) right so if i'm gonna say something as a grown adult the fact that the teenager said something like makes sense yeah and, like, Mike, being a good person, would be like, oh, yeah, that was weird. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. But don't worry. Yeah, he wouldn't tell me to stop being insecure and that he's done with my drama. Yeah. Hopefully. I don't cool. know. Should we get Mike in here to, <laughs> to comment on the scene? Yeah. Maybe at some point in the future. <laughs> uh, well, he was a Jeremy apologist when he was on the show. So. I know. So maybe we shouldn't have him back because I don't need to learn these things about him. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so... Then I think we see a Tyler with Amy Bradley, and he's, like, leading her toward the slave dungeon uh, as though it's, like, a romantic place to make out. And she's going along with it, and she, like, asks, oh, wait, are you single? Because she's been compelled to go and stalk a single guy. Yeah. So she has no qualms about going into this creepy dungeon with him because of Caroline. So, oops, that was not so great. No, not great at all. So Mason is in there. like chained to the wall and so he kind of escapes quickly while Tyler leads Amy down there so he like has to run to his car and he tries to chain himself to a tree because he you know his place he had planned to have his werewolf transformation is now occupied because we see now it's the full moon at some point in here Elena calls Stefan and is like, hey, listen to what we learned. Werewolves are a thing. Uh, Mason Lockwood is probably one. It's a full moon, and a werewolf bite can kill a vampire. See ya! Yeah. It's like good timing, you know? (laughs) Of course all of this happens on a full moon. Of course. So, Stefan's like, shit, I better like get home. And he looks around for Caroline, but she has disappeared with Matt, and she left her phone behind, so he needs to go into the woods to find her. Womp womp. And then I think we go back to Duke for a minute. We do, yes. So while all of this craziness is going on in the woods, over at Duke, um, Elena is asking Vanessa about doppelgangers. Mm. Um, so Vanessa is like, doppelgangers mean many different things in many different <laughs> cultures. Again, with her like super vague like anthropological knowledge. Yeah. Um, but she pretty much says that there's definitely a link between... Um, 
doppelgangers because it's like a reflection of their living breathing self and then she gives the good tidbit that doppelgangers normally torment the original person that they look like yeah and like try to erase their lives Ooh. and elena's like well tell me something i don't know she's already impersonated me at least twice (laughs) very true so I liked that tidbit, and I think that that was kind of all that happened in that scene. It was, like, super quick. Like, here's what a doppelganger is, and then we got back to the woods. Yeah, where Stefan is, like, listening with his vampire hearing and hears a growl and decides to go toward it because he's an idiot. Yeah, I wonder if he thought maybe Caroline was over there, but also... And then he would have heard her screaming. Yeah. He just... He tries to be a hero. He and Elena are very well matched in that neither of them has any sense of self-preservation. Yes, like this Elena's is true. here partying with the lady who just tried to kill her, <laughs> <laughs> and Stefan is looking for a werewolf on a full moon after he was just told that they exist and that they could definitely kill him. Yeah, so he's investigating. He finds Uncle Mason's truck and sees that there's like chains on the ground. And scratch marks on the ground, which doesn't really make sense because Mason went into the car before he started transforming, and he's still in the truck now because he bursts out of the back window. So where did those scratch marks come from? Maybe uh, your guess is as good as mine. It makes no sense. Continuity, dudes. Yeah. Get it together. We found a lot of plot holes in this episode. I feel like we don't <laughs> normally have this many. Yeah, maybe we're just getting more cynical. Maybe. I didn't think it was possible for myself. Or we're just paying attention more. I don't Perhaps. know why. I've, I've been playing, paying close attention. I don't know what's going <laughs> on. So while like all of this scratching and the turning in the car is going on, uh, we pop back over to the underground lair and... Amy kind of comes to her senses while she's making out with gross Tyler and she's like, oh, please stop. And I was like, you go, girl. And then Tyler was like, what's your deal? And Amy's like, oh, I'm just not into it. I like Matt. And he's like, well, why did you come in here with me then anyway? But excuse me, just because a girl follows (laughs) you into a creepy underground chain basement doesn't mean that she wants to make out with you, bro. I'm going to be really unpopular with you right now and say that this is an improvement for Tyler and it is kind of fucked up. Like if you discount the like uh, compulsion thing, like she basically tells him she's not into him at all. She's into his best friend, but she, and she doesn't know why she came down here to make out with him. (laughs) That's at least confusing. So I think it's understandable for him to be frustrated. And once like she told him to back off, he did. Which, if you remember him with Vicky, like, that's an improvement. Like, Tyler is still an asshole, but I wasn't as mad about this scene as you were. Yeah. I mean, he, he did literally try to rape Vicky in the woods. Yeah. Um, And, I don't know, I just feel like you can go anywhere with anyone without the expectation that they're gonna fuck you or even yeah. make out with you. But they were making out already. Yeah. But... I also, Can't you I, not make out with someone and be like, oh, what am I doing? I know I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> I have not, but I've, I haven't made out with very many people in my life, so that's probably why. I um, mean, it doesn't happen all the time, but it has happened. Unlike Beth. <laughs> uh, no, like, he was not being, like, a perfect gentleman in this scene, and it's really weird that he wanted to take her down to the slave basement in the first place. Also, to be noted, uh, Amy Bradley is of Indian descent, and it's not, like, super cool to take a person of color down into uh, a slave torture chamber. 
Just yeah. wanted to note that. That was more what I was angry about. In this there were scene. so many things. I thought it was very fucked up. So yes, still not like on board with Tyler, but he could have been worse in this scene. Very true. I guess. Yeah, he could have been worse. He could have raped her down there. So. Yeah, or tried. <laughs> and sadly, this is the barometer by which we have to judge male characters sometimes. Like, well, he close... could have raped her. Yeah, at least he didn't rape her. Those are our uh, our uh, measurements of male character <sighs> in the show, and sometimes in real life. Yeah, and many other shows. So I think then we go back to Duke, where everybody's wrapping up, and uh, Vanessa is like, "Oh well." Hey, Laura, call me if you need any more help. And he's like, hopefully I won't have to. And she, like, makes this face. And she's like, well, if you do. And, like, bats her eyelashes at him. Yeah. Like, you literally just tried to murder his ex-wife's daughter for very flimsy reasons. And, and someone he introduced as a friend. Yeah. And now you're here, like, trying to pick him up. Like, that's ballsy. I know. You go, Vanessa, but also no. Yeah, and he's just like, oh, okay, whatever, bye. Yeah, but then she throws, like, serious shade at him because, like, he's like, well, you know, Isabel became her research because Vanessa is all like, do you, you know, you really haven't gotten any information on Isabel, and then he pretty much tells Vanessa that Isabel had turned, that she became her research, and... She's like, well, I guess that would put a strain on a marriage. I was like, ooh, Alaric, you burnt. And we still have no conclusive information on whether or not they're legally married, but... Yeah. Regardless, uh, he's not really interested in Vanessa. Uh, we go to the car where Elena is trying to open the door, but it's locked, and yet she's, she tries to pull it open, like, five times. <laughs> like, girl, it's, it's locked. Yeah. Uh and Damon comes up and he's like, allow me. And he like hits the unlock button on the key. Yeah, like, like he's being fucking <laughs> chivalrous or something. But excuse me, like you have a device unlock, in your hand. Unlock the car without making it like you're doing her a huge favor. But then he pulls out this book from behind his back. And he's like, you didn't look hard enough. And there was like this scene earlier on, I think we skipped over, where he was like, oh, if, o- if only we were friends, I would be able to tell you what I know. Oh, I forgot about that. And Elena was like, friends don't manipulate friends. They help each other. Oh, that makes sense for later, too. Yeah, so he gives her this book, and on the spine is just the word Petrova. And it looked like the the word was photoshopped onto the book. In my very old-timey and, like, gold-embossed letters. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Elena's like, what the fuck is this? What's Petrova? And Damon shares the very interesting information that Catherine's name is not actually Catherine Pierce. She originally came from Europe. He doesn't specify where. Uh, but her real name is Katerina Petrova. Ooh. And this I find really funny because, like, Katerina Petrova is the name that was in my brain. And then on season seven of RuPaul's Drag Race, there's a drag queen named Katya. Uh-huh. Who, her shtick is that she's Russian and she's amazing. But her full drag name is Ekaterina Petrovna Zimochkova. And I was like, it's so close to Katerina Petrova. (laughs) I love it. Which came first? Well, uh, Katya's been doing drag for quite a while, so probably Katya. Gotcha. But I don't think the Vampire Diaries probably knew about Katya at the time, so it's a coincidence. (laughs) Oh, okay. Gotcha. But it always makes me laugh. I, like, imagine Katya in all of the scenes with Catherine now. Ooh. Which, if you know anything about Katya, is hilarious. 
But anyway, yes, Katerina Petrova. So apparently there's this whole fucking leather-bound book about the Petrova family. Like, who the fuck knows why, but... Yeah. And he's stolen it from Isabel's office. And he, like, explains it, like, oh, men snoop too, which I thought oh was super God, weird. Oh my that was such a weird line. Yeah. Because men have snooped so much on the show. Yeah, like... Like, as if it was something that needed to be explained. Like, Damon snooped the fuck out of Mystic Falls for, like, the very important crystal for the Gilbert Times. Like, this is not the first time he's snooped, but it's like, women be snooping. Yeah, like, men snoop too. Maybe this is when I did my fart noise. I don't know. I think that was during a mat scene. Oh, probably. Yeah. And then, like, it this um, conversation kind of turns from the Petrovas back to Damon trying to make up to Elena. And he's like, listen, I know that you have every right to hate me. And I tried to kill your brother, but it would really suck if our friendship was gone forever. So he's still trying to make emotional appeals to Elena. Um, And he seemed really sincere in this moment. Like he's been so campy and obnoxious all episode, but he really did like... He had this very earnest look on his face, and I was like, you're an asshole, but aw. Yeah, and Elena's like, thanks for the book, (laughs) which I approve. Yeah. Uh, So now back in the woods, Caroline and Matt have just, like, walked for a long time into the middle of the woods, and Matt is like, this seems like the place. I'm like, (laughs) what? Uh, And she's like, for what? And we're, like, getting eaten by a vampire or a werewolf. (laughs) Uh, apparently my Stefan and Damon is vampires and werewolves. I can't keep them straight. I think it is. Uh, but no, it was a great place to make out, apparently. It was. It was so sexy. There were so many trees around. Um, it was so dark. You couldn't really see much. <laughs> That's how I would have the to full feel. Moon. But Caroline gets really into it. And she, like, shoves him up against a tree and is, like, going to town. And then he, like gouges his wrist <laughs> on a tree branch is like whoops and he's like bleeding copiously yeah and she starts licking his blood off his wrist and he's like what the fuck yeah he's like uh caroline oh what are you doing your face <laughs> oh yeah because she gets a face boner obviously yeah and then just like straight up starts to drain him yeah and so it's like well this is actually kind of exciting yeah like, she moves definitely from his wrist it. to his neck if anybody deserves this right now, it's Matt Donovan. Amen, girl. But then Stefan swoops in and pulls her off of him. Yeah. Which, I'm glad that happened because if she had killed Matt, she would have felt really guilty. Yeah. I mean, I don't want Matt to die. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I want Jeremy to die, but I don't want Matt to die. Oh, Jeremy wasn't in this episode. That I must know, have been why great. I liked it so much. I know. This episode like was really fast moving but we'll, we'll talk about that when we're done with the recap it's already been an hour <laughs> <laughs> so yeah he pulls her off and he's like uh this is fucked up but also there's a werewolf loose in the woods and it can kill us so we need to run as fast as possible and at one point he's like matt stay down i'm like he's been drained of like half his blood like he's gonna stay down yeah so he tells Caroline that they need to lead the werewolf away from Matt by running as fast as they can through the woods. So they zoom away and leave Matt just lying there bleeding out in the middle of the forest. <laughs> and uh, the werewolf is following them. They get back to, like, is it by, by Mason's truck or is it by the slave quarters? Um, I think it's over by the truck where this goes down. Okay. And 
Tyler just wanders out of, or Tyler comes out of the dungeon. Oh, you're He's right. He's like, what are you guys doing here? It's like, we were at your party. It was near here. Like, what's the problem? Ugh, I know. He probably told everyone to leave so that his family wasn't liable if anybody got hurt. And so nobody would walk in on him fucking Amy Bradley. Ugh, God. So, at this point, like, Uncle Mason is pretty much like, He's a full-on wolf right now. Full-on wolf. He pushes Caroline to the ground, is about to rip her heart out, and Tyler's like, no! I thought this moment was really funny, because it was like, (laughs) Caroline and Stefan are, like, walking toward the truck. And Tyler comes up and is like, what are you guys doing here? And then immediately Wolf Mason like tackles <laughs> Caroline to the ground. It kind of reminded me of the movie Deep Blue Sea where I think it's Samuel L. Jackson gives like a really riveting speech about how they're going to like be okay. And then the shark just comes out of the water and eats him. <laughs> I saw Deep Blue Sea on like HBO at a hotel at some point. I think it was when my band was like we had a night off in a hotel in Philadelphia or something and Uh we just watched it it was amazing but anyway I love it I thought it was really funny like obviously I knew that Caroline wasn't gonna die because I've seen this before so it wasn't like terrifying to me (laughs) so I was just cracking up yeah I didn't think she was gonna die like I knew that uh dog Mason was like creeping around somewhere but he came up hot yeah and, but he just, like, snarls above her and, like, drools on her a little bit before, as you said, Tyler is like, hey, stop that. And they, like, make eye contact. It was a total dog command. Yeah. And they have a staring contest, and Tyler apparently wins because Mason trots away. <laughs> Aw, he did trot. And then <laughs> I think we immediately cut to Caroline compelling Matt. She's like... You were just making out in the woods, and then an animal attacked you. Oh, the old animal attack. Where's animal control? Ugh, call him. Get him to the scene. We're not looking for a mountain lion anymore. We're looking for a wolf. I guess. And he's like, it came out of nowhere. It was so weird. (laughs) So unexpected, even though there's been like 800 animal attacks every year since 1864 in this town. And one of them was like on my sister. Oh, Oh, yeah. Shit. I thought that this scene really mirrored uh, what Damon had done to Caroline, and I thought it was a little sad, like, in terms of, like, feeding and you then compelling to forget. No, what Damon had done to Caroline. Oh, I in terms like, of like, the animal attack. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So it was kind of both. No, for sure. Yeah. The Donovans are SOL. Yeah, they're just, like, vampire bait. But so then Stefan is pretty much like, all right, we're just going to give Matt Vervain from now on so that you can't feed on him. I'm like, what an Why idea. Why didn't they do that before? Uh, like, I... it's nice for her to like connect with her humanity by being able to make out with him, but you should have taken the precaution of putting him on Vervain the second she became a vampire. Yeah, like, that was fucking stupid. This is just like stupid. when they didn't put Caroline on Vervain after Damon compelled her to do all this shit. Oh my God, Remember I know. your mistakes, you dumbass. But they have this conversation where, like, Caroline is saying, I can't believe I hurt him. Like, he's the last person in the world that I would want to hurt, and this is terrible, and maybe I should stay away. And Stefan's like, well, you know, if I thought like that, then I could never be with Elena. And she's like, well, don't you ever think that maybe you should just leave her? He's like, oh, I think that all the time, but I just can't. Because I had to know her. (laughs) Like, ugh. I know. You should just leave her alone. Like, you have now admitted that you know better. Yeah, so he fully recognizes at this point that this is all his fault, I think. I guess. 
Yeah, but he's basically telling Caroline, like, you know, I know that you didn't want to do that. You just have to work harder now to control yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe it wasn't a great idea to send her to a party on, like, her second day as a vampire. Just saying. Yeah. But, like, all these scenes with Stefan and Caroline were really sweet. Like, Stefan hardly bugged me at all in most of them. Like, they had a really good vibe. Like, them as friends and, like, her not being jealous or involved with Damon, I think is a really good dynamic. Yeah. And he's, like, doing much better with her than he was with Vicky, partially because she's a lot less difficult to control than Vicky. And she, like, really wants to be a real human yeah, I, I thought these scenes were really, like, enjoyable between the two of them. And I it like was kind dynamic. of heartwarming. Definitely. Yeah. So that's good. I almost, I kind of liked Stefan in this episode. It's weird. Life comes at you fast. Yeah. <laughs> I liked him, too. It was good. Uh, so the next thing that happens is that Tyler's standing by the truck, and he, like, finds Mason's pants in, like, the bed of the truck, and then Mason walks up book-ass naked. And And super dirty. Yeah. And as I wrote in my notes, Tyler totally checks out, checks out Mason's jar. (laughs) I wrote Uncle Mason, comma, Tyler checks out his dick. Yeah. Like, Mason is buck naked and Tyler gives him the old up and down and like, his eyes are not like straightforward. No. I'm like, he's your uncle. Like, I know you probably secretly want dick, but this is not the place. No, it was an inappropriate moment, Tyler. I know he's like a hunk, but... You're related. Yeah. So after Tyler's done checking out his uncle, he throws him over his shorts and then Mason puts them on. And Tyler's like, that was you, wasn't it? And Mason just like solemnly nods. Yeah. So I guess next week we're going to probably see some conversations <laughs> between the two of them. Yeah. And or maybe we an won't. explanation of why Tyler doesn't seem to be a werewolf, even though Mason is. Yeah. That's what I'm really interested in. Like what has to happen? Maybe like because... Uh, Carol Lockwood is human, and he's only half werewolf. He's mm. just aggressive, but he can't turn. I don't Theories. know. Theories. So after all that weird shit happens, <laughs> uh, we pop back over to the Mystic Grill where there's a roaring fire, um, and Matt is sitting at a table fucking feeling sorry for himself, and Amy Bradley kind of walks up and is like, hey, like Matt, are you okay? Um, because he has gauze on him after his animal attack. I wonder if it's the same gauze Vicky wore. Probably. It's the family they, gauze. Yeah, he, he. They probably have like a giant tub of it. They don't have a, a lot of home. money. Like Julie Cooper is not contributing to the family funds. So no, they probably can't afford more than one piece of gauze. It's true. And that's how you get hepatitis. Yeah, he just <laughs> rinsed it out. Yeah, but Amy is just like clearly hitting on him again. Which I thought was really shitty of her. Like, I yeah. don't want to, like, necessarily say that jealousy is good, but I don't think it's appropriate to hit on somebody who has a girlfriend, like, the same day that said girlfriend called you out on it. Like, that's not okay. Yeah, I was just thinking about that, like, when this scene happened, I was like... She had plausible deniability at the party, but not mm-hmm. here. No, for sure. And I think that that's, like, such a teenage thing to do. Like, I feel like you haven't established those boundaries yet in a lot of situations. And I can't say that I never hit on anybody's boyfriend, but I was very bad at it (laughs) in high school. The only guy with a boyfriend I ever, or the only guy with a girlfriend I ever hit on was that French guy that I was asking if he ever had corn on the cob. Yeah, we had this, uh, like, board game party I think it was at the Gypsy Hut once and 
our friend Nicola, who is uh, French Canadian, had a friend over who is like a cute French Canadian guy. Oh, I thought he was actually French. Oh no, he was French Canadian, oh. which is why it was so hilarious. <laughs> Beth, I was hammered. Beth was trying to hit on him. She's very drunk. And she said, He was taking me up on it. Oh, yeah. He was into okay. it. Okay. But that doesn't make this any less hilarious. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I just want to put that out there for the people. This is my favorite Beth story to tell that she said to the French Canadian man, Do they eat a lot of corn on the common Paris? <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> I wasn't thinking. I had like 30 beers that night. Oh and my now you're going to go to Paris and you can find out. I know. I'll just ask all the Frenchmen. <laughs> Do you eat corn on the cob here? I'll just, okay, every French restaurant I go into, I'm just going to try and order corn on the cob and see what they say to me. Oh my God. I love it. Oh my goodness. I'm glad that we finally found a time for me to tell that story. I don't know why it came up now. Oh, because... Nicola was like, he has a girlfriend. I'm pretty sure that that's how that ended. Oh my goodness. Well, he was girlfriend or not receptive to it. Yeah. And Matt's being totally oblivious, like, oh yeah, are you okay, Amy? Oh, I'm okay. I'm just worried about you. Oh. Ugh. And Caroline comes in and she sees them and she gets this look on her face like she's annoyed, but then she like makes a decision and then she does the like heroic, noble self sacrificing thing of going up and chewing out Amy and being dramatic so that Matt will break up with her because she thinks he's better off without her since she tried to kill him earlier. (laughs) Which, fair enough. (laughs) She's making better decisions than Stefan. True. And also, yeah, get rid of Matt. He sucks. Yeah, and she's like, are you breaking up with me? He's like, yeah, I guess that is what I'm doing. Yeah. They have this whole squabble. Caroline is too good for Matt. Yeah. And she's sad, but she knows that she's done the right thing. And I'm like, go, Caroline. Now you're free of this asshole. But he was her only tie to humanity. (laughs) (laughs) It's not like she doesn't have any friends. I know. Yeah, she's like the most popular person in school, I think. At the very least, she has Elena on her side. And Elena has been fucked up in regards to her, but like she isn't being bonnier right now about it. She like wants Caroline to be okay. True. And she accepts her as still her friend, Caroline. Very true. Whenever a friend ghosts me, I'm going to call it pulling a Bonnie from now on. (laughs) I'm so disappointed in Bonnie. Like, she was so awesome in season one, and I was like, maybe I just misjudged her. Yeah. But no, I think I was right. Like, she kind of starts sucking. She No, she's been bullshit this season. Yeah. I mean, it's only been three episodes. She has her ups and downs, and I will say that eventually, even in my initial hating of her, I came around to love her later on. So she gets better. Well, that's good. But right now she's being a real dick and it's really hard to watch and I feel bad for Caroline and yeah. True. Same. That's it. Like RIP grounds, but not hashtag not all vampires. (laughs) Oh my God. I said not all men last episode, so I don't even know what's happening over here. Um, So after like the breakup happens over at the grill, we pop over to Elena's house where Alara comes back and he just kind of like busts into yeah. the house. Like Elena's nowhere in sight. He just walks into the kitchen. Yeah. And he just like, like he grabs Aunt Jenna and just like starts making out with her. And she's happy. She still has her giant hoop, black hoop earrings. And, and he tells her, I should have done this dis- this morning. Um, pretty much saying that like he's made his decision and he wants to be with Aunt Jenna. Yeah, like he's moved on from Isabel. He's ready for this. It's not like wishy-washy maybe someday. Like he won't, he's in now. Jalark forever. Yes. 
I was happy for them in this moment. I was like, good, they can finally be together. Yeah, it was nice. And it was nice that, like, he didn't, he wasn't receptive to Vanessa hitting on him. And, like, we see now that he's like, you know, I realize I'm over Isabel and I don't want her, I want Aunt Jenna. Yeah. Cause, like, I really hope cute. he doesn't call her Aunt Jenna. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think everybody should call her Aunt Jenna. I think so, too. It's like, I think everybody should call me Aunt Claire because I'm Levon's Aunt Claire. Do you want me to start calling you Aunt Claire? <laughs> I feel like no, that I'm would be a little kidding. weird for the people. <laughs> I just really, I feel a need to tell this story now that my nephew has come over to visit a couple times recently. And I have this coaster on my coffee table that has David Bowie's mugshot from 1975 on it. <laughs> <laughs> and both times that uh, baby has come over, I call him baby. He's about to turn three in like a week. Oh. <laughs> uh, both times he came over in the last week, he repeatedly pointed at the coaster and said, Aunt Claire, Aunt Claire. Oh. Because he thinks that the picture of David Bowie is me. I love that. <laughs> it's the most flattering thing I've ever heard. It's so good. He did the same thing with his mom. There was a picture of Amelia Clark on the cover of a magazine and he was pointing to it and saying mama mama oh that's so cute and as i said to my mother it's better than what uh my older brother did when he was a kid uh he was at the grocery store with my mom and he saw a picture of the quaker oats man <laughs> on a box and he's like mom mom because <laughs> oh my, my mom was prematurely gray that's so funny it runs in the family i also have grace but anyway, that is a huge digression, and we are already over time, so... Are we? I'm going to shut up. Oh, yes. we are. Okay. They're, they're finally doing it. Like, well, we don't know if they're doing it. Doing it. <laughs> yeah. Probably after this scene. Hopefully. So while all this is going on inside, Elena and Damon are outside, and they kind of have a heart-to-heart. Mm-hmm. Um, so Elena kind of looks Damon in the eye, and she's like, Damon, listen... I need you to tell me, did you know that Jeremy was wearing the gaudy ass ring? I need to know the truth. I know. And Damon was like, Elena, I didn't know he was wearing the ring. So she pretty much tells him that he's lost her forever. And then Damon is like, you and Catherine have more in common than your looks. Y'all burnt. Yeah, because she admits that she used him for his information about Catherine. Yeah. And, uh, Which rightfully so. I don't know. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I don't really side with either of them in this conversation because first of all, I wish that Jeremy was dead for real. <laughs> but <laughs> like, I get where Damon is coming from and like all of his apologies and stuff. And like, he very heartfully says like, I, I'm really sorry. Like, I don't know what I would have done if he hadn't been wearing the ring. Like, I was really fucked up. Yeah, it's just not really an excuse. But like for Damon, it makes sense because he's a fucked up person, vampire. Yeah. So there's that, but I also felt, like, happy that Elena was sticking to her guns and not just being charmed by him again. So, like, I felt bad for him, but I was also happy for her to, like, take that stand. Yeah, I was happy that she made the stand for sure. I, I did feel bad for Damon, but I feel like he's running out of chances with me, at least for right yeah. now. I he didn't know. do anything super fucked up this week, so I have the capacity to feel bad for him. Yeah. But check in with me again when he does something else ridiculous. I know, it depends on, like, how many people he's killed or how many people he's <laughs> fucked over, like, that day. So then we have one more scene. Uh, We pop over to Caroline's house again, and she's just kind of chilling in her room. Feeling sad about the breakup. Of course. And Catherine walks in, and we know that it's Catherine because she has her hair curly. Mm -hmm. Um, But Caroline is all like, Elena? Mm -hmm. And then Catherine is like, no, Catherine. Oh, so creepy. 
Um, and then Catherine tells Caroline that they're going to have so much fun. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, and that's the end of the episode. Like, Catherine was out of town for, what, like, one, two episodes? Like, one day. <laughs> yeah. But now she is back to scheming, and she is going to continue to use Caroline to deliver her messages, I guess. I wonder, like, what she can do, because while Caroline is a less powerful vampire, she can't be compelled. Yeah, that's a good point. So I'm interested to see how this plays out. Yeah. Probably some kind of, like, blackmail, like, I'll kill Matt or something. Oh, yeah, because she pulled that in the past, for sure. I mean, I honestly don't remember what happens next with them, so I'm just speculating. (laughs) It's been a while since I watched this season. Oh, man. So that was a really good episode, I thought. A lot happened. Yeah, and it just moved really quick, and we got a lot of new information. We finally revealed the werewolf thing, which they'd been teasing for a while. Yeah, I feel like it was kind of impressive that they waited until the second season to roll that out. Yeah, because there's, like, if there's vampires, there's pretty much always werewolves. Yeah. Like, sometimes they're mortal enemies, like, on True Blood and in Twilight. Like, sometimes they just both exist, like, on Buffy. Uh Uh-huh. But, yeah. It was an impressive show of restraint for a show that, like, includes, like, 12 plot twists per episode. (laughs) This is true. The lycanthropes, they've arrived. The lycanthropes, oh my goodness. And we learned so much about the Aztecs. Yeah. It was just a great episode. And there's like so much that we now want to know, like what's going to happen with Tyler and Mason, like what's the deal with their family? Uh Uh-huh. What's going to happen with Caroline? Like, is she going to stay away from Matt? What's uh, Catherine going to do with her? Yeah, everybody's kind of up in the air right now. Is Bonnie going to keep being an asshole? Based on what I've seen, the answer is yes. At least for a little while. Yeah. So, Claire, who you want to punch? Bonnie. Yep. I think this is the first time I wanted to punch Bonnie. And, like, there were people who probably did worse things in this episode. But I just think it's so cruel the way that she treats Caroline. Because Caroline is herself still. Like, she has the same personality, like, even amplified, as Stefan said. Uh And, like, she obviously has issues. She killed a guy. She feels awful about it. And she's trying to take steps to make sure it doesn't happen again. But Bonnie is just not giving her the benefit of the doubt at all. Yeah. It was was disturbing and really sad. Like, I know that Bonnie has a lot of conflicted feelings because vampires are the reason that Grams is dead. But... But Grams was helping vampires. (laughs) I know. Yeah. It's, like, a misplaced... Like aggression and hatred for sure. Yeah, <sighs> I know. I'm I agree so with you. Disappointed in her because she can be so awesome. I will say that she has some awesome moments this season, so it's not all lost. But right now, she's being terrible. I approve of your choice. All right. What about you? I want to punch Vanessa. Mm. Um, <laughs> We're just punching the ladies here today. <laughs> I know, but she just fucking pulled out a crossbow (laughs) out of nowhere and tried to kill Elena. Yeah. Like, I I don't get it. Also, her story about the Aztecs was full of, like, it was too broad. Mm -hmm. If this is your specialty, then you... Hey, she's just a grad student. She's not a professor. Uh, Well, whatever. I don't care. She was... (laughs) She pissed me off. And the fact that then she had the balls to hit on a lark at the end. Yeah. Like, I was just like, kind of like... Haven't you heard of Aunt Jenna? Like, he's taken, sort of. I know. And I just thought that it and was... And he's, like, technically probably still married to your boss. Yeah. <laughs> the jury's out on that one. Um, and then she burned him about how it would put a strain on the marriage that Isabel was a vampire now. Yeah. Also, she seemed to 
I guess she believed in vampires before this because of her studies, but she seemed to take all of this in just like way too much stride, I guess. Which yeah, also seemed unrealistic. Especially considering, to me. like, at first she said it was impossible that Catherine and Damon could be there. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, so weird. I find it shocking that neither of us chose Matt. Well, I, I mean, he was did gonna get his this week. I was gonna choose Matt, but then I wanted to save my rant for Why Are Men. Okay, well, go for it. Why Are Men, though? Oh, Claire, will we ever answer this question? The thing that pissed me off so much is that Matt, like, refused to believe that any of his actions were contributing to Caroline's reaction. Right? And he refused to acknowledge that Amy was hitting on him. I know. When she clearly was. Yeah. And then he just placed the blame for his actions on Caroline with saying, like, I thought we were over this jealousy bullshit. Like, I thought that, like, we were done with this drama. I told you that I loved you. What else do you need? It's like, maybe show me that you love me by treating me with respect. <laughs> Who would have <laughs> thought? Just here. Right? And just the the way that like he's not willing to put anything into their relationship like he said that he loved her once and now he doesn't have to do anything ever again and it was like two seconds after saying he wanted to throttle her i know yeah and like her his whole thing of not wanting the drama is like such a male thing like he doesn't want there to be any discord in their relationship regardless of whether there's reason for it Uh and that if there is drama it must be her fault because she's a drama queen She's not even that, like, nothing that she has done in their relationship has been that bad. Like, she was a little harsh to Amy, but it was based in, like, real things. And, like, I think Matt should be able to tell that she's going through something. And instead of being like, you're an asshole, stop being so dramatic, he should be like, hey, like, what's going on with you? Are you okay? Yeah. I mean, they're teenagers, but he just loves me. I know. But I feel like... That most people who would watch the show wouldn't think that Matt's behavior is that unacceptable. Yeah, and I have to admit, when I first watched it, like, I never paid that much attention to it. Because I was like, oh, it's cute that Caroline and Matt are together. Like, Mm -hmm. they're a cute couple. And it's kind of a similar thing that happened when I first watched Gossip Girl. That it was like, I'm told that Dan and Serena are going to be a couple. And Uh he really likes her. So, like, within even the first few episodes, he's super judgmental about her. And I keep on, like, being like, oh, he's not going to care about this because he likes her. But then he does. And it's like, my expectation is that they're a good couple because the show's trying to tell me that. Uh And that, like, whoever is doing the douchey thing is justified in it because that's how they're presenting it. But it's actually fucked up if you think about it. And when you're just casually watching the show and it's, like, a subplot, you're just like, oh, yeah, Matt is right to be mad at Caroline. But... It's interesting to watch it so much more closely now that I'm just like, I can't believe that I liked Matt. Yeah. I just feel like with a lot of our media is if we paid the level of attention that you and I pay to this show, mm-hmm. a lot of these like problematic themes and problematic relationships really surface themselves in a way that wouldn't be highlighted if you weren't on the lookout for it. And yeah. I think that it informs people's opinions on how relationships should be and how you Mm -hmm. should be treated not just you know uh as a woman in a relationship but also like as a man there are other things that are going on like in other relationships too like a lot of it's really problematic and i know that they have to create drama for the show Mm -hmm. but it's hard to watch yeah and my contribution to why are men is men snoop too (laughs) hashtag men snoop too (laughs) I love it. Men snoop more than women on this show, I think. I feel like there was one other thing that really grinded my gears. Oh, I think it was just that, like, kind of all of the quips that Damon was throwing about how 
Vanessa could just ask if he wanted to see her naked. Yeah, his are very sexually aggressive in this episode. Yeah, and about how he would take care of Elena on the road trip. Like, Elena has no agency. And also, um, when they were in the car, and he's like, when are you going to pretend, or stop pretending to hate me? Yeah. It's like just invalidating her right to be mad at him because he fucking murdered her brother in cold blood. (laughs) Yeah. And then for him to come back and say that, like, she's being manipulative when he fucking killed her brother. Like, that's unforgivable offense, I think. Yeah, it's a pretty rough one to get over. (sighs) I feel like maybe he could have gotten some points from for, like, blocking that crossbow, but that's how mad Elena is that she doesn't even give a shit. Mm Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Get it together, man. Please. Who should have done it? Jalaric. Yeah. Yeah. That's and the best one. They may have off screen. I know. I hope she took out her hoop earrings because I feel like they t- could have totally gotten caught like in a mouth or like on like the bed sheet or something. I don't know. Those things were worrying me. For some reason, I thought you were going to say, I hope she took out her dick. <laughs> well, if she has one, I hope that she did. Yeah. And we already have established that Alaric has a micro penis. <laughs> oh, we did. Why? I don't remember. But I don't I just accepted the fact now. Yeah. And that's why Isabella. left. Um, <laughs> who should have done it for you? I mean, Jalaric, definitely. Yeah. Uh, who else? God, I don't know. I feel like you can't really root for anybody as much as them. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Carol Lockwood and Mason because I just think it would be really hilarious if they had a secret relationship. It would. I could get behind that. <laughs> There's like no reason to believe that they would. It just like the the idea of it is funny to me in a very like Gossip Girl OC sort of way. And Carol Lockwood seems like the type of person who would sleep with her husband's brother. Yeah, like well, she was trying to sleep with Damon all last season. Uh, yeah. So. Well, yeah. now that she's the mayor, she has, like, other things to keep her busy, I guess. It's true. She's going to have to delegate all of her tasks to Mason. <laughs> <sighs> all right. Well, we have gone on for quite a while, so we can wrap this up by saying very good episode. Looking forward to next week. And if you have thoughts and feelings, you can hit us up. Mystic follow us at the VD Diaries on Twitter and Tumblr, which is occasionally updated. On Facebook, just search The Vampire Diaries Diaries. And you can find us on Instagram at the underscore VD underscore diaries underscore podcast. We'd love if you gave us a like. And if you'd rate us and review us on iTunes. Please do. That's how other vampires in a while are feeling find very us. sad and neglected. I know. I mean, we love all the reviews we've gotten, but now we're like insatiable beasts. I know. Bring on the reviews. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everybody. Uh, If you hear that there's a deadly werewolf, don't go toward it. And try not to drain your boyfriend's blood. Pro tip. Mozzarella.